Opinionated. That's fun. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another wonderful episode of Opinionated AF. I'm your boy Adam Butler. That's pretty little Danny. What's up, y'all? How you doing, Danny? I'm doing good, you Adam. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I'm messing with you because you know we, we usually have conversations um, off air before we get ready. You know, like everything. Danny be so fired up, man. <laughs> I, I I hope y'all under I hope from listening to this podcast, y'all really get how passionate Danny is about certain things, man. You know, I don't even, I don't even want to say the word watching the Redskins right now without her, her like steaming. And, and yeah. So I'll say LeBron James to call you that. Mm-hmm. LeBron James. James. There you go, LeBron got James. Got it, got there it. That's you the good? magic word. You good? Okay. <laughs> Great. Yo, we got a special guest in the building, man. A good friend of the show. I can say that now. A good friend right. of the show. Uh-huh. Mr. Rob Jackson is in the building. What's happening, sir? Going good. Going good. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being here. We got here. a lot to talk about. Yes, yes man. We do. As you know, my man is a uh, former Washington Redskin. He knows all about this organization. He understands what's going on from a football perspective on the field and off of the field. So we love having him on, man, to talk things. Talk all, not just skins football, but NFL football, man. Very knowledgeable mm-hmm. dude right here, man. So it's a value to the show. Again, thank you for coming on, man. Uh, so... We haven't talked about NFL so much. We've been really caught up in NBA basketball is going on. You know, right. LeBron James is, is – we shouldn't even – on this show, we shouldn't say the NBA is happening. LeBron James is happening. Um, <laughs> no, <True>. but we, <laughs> we've, we've been discussing a lot of NBA. But, you know, the NFL is a league that doesn't stop. Mm-mm. Really, like, you know, they, after the Super Bowl – by the way, an amazing Super Bowl. Yes. Before we get into that, before we get into the Alex Smith, Kirk Cousins thing, which is what we're going to talk about in, in the combine and such, can we just talk about the Super Bowl just for a second? Because we didn't have an opportunity to really get into that. Mm-hmm. Was that the best Super Bowl you saw? Mm-hmm. I know people say that every after every Super Bowl. Right. Like people go, that's the best one I ever saw. But I don't know if that's the best one I ever saw, but it was mm-hmm. very much entertaining. Yeah. Re- it, two really good teams, a really good, two really, well... A great quarterback and, and a really an underdog, good, right? And an underdog, yeah. basically, it was mm-hmm. a really intense game. Um, good defense. That's mm-hmm. what I'm always here for. Not necessarily the offense, because you know that the teams are going to be able to put up points. But what is right. the defense going to be able to do? Was I always that, feel like defense wins championships. Was that really a good defensive game, though? I feel like they were scoring every every there was drive. Some good was, stops. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess it was more engaging <clears throat> and entertaining. To there watch. was a great stop at the end of the game. There was the, the, the play that won the game. Um, I can't even remember who, who who did the strip sack on on Brady, but the play that won the game was a defensive play for sure. Defense won champion, yep. right? Yeah. Rob, help me out here. Good defensive man. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it goes without saying. Uh, right. Defense wins championships, but uh-huh. um, I mean, just good to see a, a championship game mm-hmm. going four quarters. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. Not just two quarters. Not just three. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, seeing them play all four quarters every minute of the game. You know, that's the difference, I think, between this year's Super Bowl and last year's Super Bowl, which was a great game with the overtime. I think I believe that's like the first Super Bowl to ever go to overtime, right? But the the Falcons were dominating that game for like three and a half quarters. Right. And then, and then you know, they, they kind of took their uh, foot off the gas and the Patriots came back and, and won the game, as we all know. This one was competitive from the jump. Right. I, you know, it wasn't like a slug it out defensive battle. But, you know, I'm going to respect the defense in this situation and say, like, they were when plays needed to happen on both sides, they made plays. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the defensive unit that made the play won the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And, of course, we had, look. I I'm trying to go through my Rolodex. Fun fact: I can name every Super Bowl uh, winner and and uh, uh, matchup. Oh, okay. I, I can literally do like at parties. Like I do that. Like I name it's every. That, so. It's it's like the most useless 
<laughs> gift I have, but it's a gift nonetheless. Um, but no, going through my Rolodex of all the Super Bowls, that's because I watch a lot of NFL films with the, you know, the Green Bay Packers. Right. and the, yeah, that's, uh-huh. But anyhow, when I go through my Rolodex and I think about plays, big plays in the Super Bowl, the Philly, the Philly special was probably the best play I've seen in the Super Bowl. That was that was exciting. That's what you watch the Super Bowl for. That's what you want to see in a big time game like that. You want to see a coach and a and a and a unit do something different. Right. You know what I mean? And and I really I respected that. And I respected the Patriots for trying to get that get that pass to uh Tom Brady back. <laughs> yeah. I respect yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Everybody cloud Brady because he alligator obdit, but you know, what you what was he supposed to do? I, I, mean, I respect the play. They're always good for one trick play. Yeah. Um yeah. I think now that's actually becoming predictable. But yeah. it was I think it's more so to say that this was a huge game because of who it was against. Like yeah. this is Tom Brady, probably arguably one of the best, if not the best quarterback in the league. So for Philly to be able to pull this off with their backup quarterback is pretty much going without saying it was pretty phenomenal. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. So, you know, just had to get that out of the way, man. The Super Bowl was dope. We did get an opportunity to kind of uh, uh, recap that, my man. And, um, you know, hopefully next year our boys will be in there. Maybe maybe mm. there'll be a hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, right. <laughs> a, 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 <laughs> a right. hog special or something. Else. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. They made some moves, though. Um, everybody knows that there was a trade that happened the week before or the week of the Super Bowl. Right. Um, unofficial trade can't happen to March 14th. Won't be official. And a lot of trades happen actually during the league. I think the um the uh, the Rams made a big trade for a cornerback with Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there's a couple of trades on March 14th that you know the league is going to turn upside down. And one happened right here in our hometown where, and I think it may be the biggest one because it involved quarterbacks, right? right. Um, where you know. Alex Smith and Quentin, not Quentin Dunbar, who? Kendall Fuller. Kendall Fuller, thank you, were traded. Um, and I believe they also got rid of a pick, too. The Redskins traded a pick and Kendall Fuller, mm-hmm. I believe. Third round pick, I think. I could be wrong about that. And Kendall Fuller for Alex Smith, who is coming off one of the best seasons he's ever had. Right. You know, um, at one point, the Kansas City Chiefs looked dominant mm-hmm. early. They looked dominant. Like, they looked special, you know, and Alex Smith was a big reason for that. Um. Let's just kind of give our thoughts on what we think about Alex Smith joining the Washington Redskins and Kirk Cousins being out the door. Danny, I'll start with you, and then we'll go to Rob. Goodbye, Kirk. Hello, Alex. I'm excited. Um, (laughs) Cold. (laughs) Cold. I mean, honestly, the business is cold. It's hard to kind of, like, you know, buy jerseys and buy T-shirts and get revved up for certain players because the window of them being here is not going to be that long. So Mm -hmm. it's hard to get, like, really attached. And when you're a diehard fan like me, you just realize with the Redskins – don't get too comfortable liking a certain player. Um, we kind of all realized that Kirk probably wasn't going to stay here about mm-hmm. a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. So it was just good to see the Redskins actually make a move prior to letting mm-hmm. everyone know, the fan base, even you know whether or not you like the decision or not. Look, we're making a decision. We're not going to wait this out. We're not going to play any games. We're going to go ahead, go straight in full, right. and pick someone that we think can take our, you know, our organization to the next level, which I honestly think he can. Yeah. With, um, especially according to like his numbers, basically last year and just the work, um, the league wide uh, positive criticism that he's been mm. given. I think that this is a really good decision. Yeah, Rock. Um, well, whether Kirk Cousins is here <laughs> or wherever he is, I'll always be a fan of Kirk. Sure, sure, sure. That being said, mm-hmm. um, I don't think it's a bad move mm-hmm. uh, by by any means. But what I what I try not to do, and I know I, I can't, is try and predict the season. Like, right. I don't even I don't right. even predict the game. Like, yeah. say, who's going to win? Yeah. I say, I mean, I really don't know, you know, because yeah. it's the ultimate team game. Team, right. A lot of teams right. look good on paper. Right. And, you know, you can draw stuff up and, and put points on the board for them. But, yeah. you know, when Sunday comes around, right. who knows? Yeah. You know, so, I mean, 
just from the Redskins Red skin standpoint, mm-hmm. it's a good move. It's, yeah. You know, as far as anything else, only time will tell. What are, can I jump in and ask a quick question just um, quickly? I know you haven't played with Alex Smith, but you've probably watched him out throughout mm-hmm. the league. Just doing a quick eye test, what do you see in Alex Smith? What do you see in Alex Smith that he can offer us that Kirk may have not been able to? If that's a good way to ask. Um, he he doesn't he doesn't make mistakes. He he he's real cool under pressure. Um, he might not win a lot of games for you, but he won't lose them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll take a sack rather than throwing it up for an interception. Mm. Um, he'll throw it out of bounds rather than take a sack. Mm. You know, he'll he'll pump fake and, yeah. instead of throwing. You know, he he just makes smart decisions time after time. Uh, under pressure, and, mm. and that's that's huge for a quarterback. Oh, it definitely is. We've seen that throughout yeah. the year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, one of the, the knocks early, at least early on, not not so much lately with Kirk, was that he was a little reckless with the ball. And then I think one of the knocks on him recently was that, at least from what Jay Gruden would say, is that sometimes he, he wouldn't necessarily – throw a player open or, or you know, take a risk is that, you know, you had to be open in order for him to look mm-hmm. at him. And, and for me, and I'm not a former quarterback or a former player, but sometimes I think he would get locked in on a receiver. Like, yeah. you know, not, you know, you would wonder like, you know, okay, you know, um, let's try to work the ball to Doxon a little bit more, but he would get locked in on, you know, let's say Crowder, you know what right. I mean? Just, but I don't think those are like the worst traits of a quarterback. I, I've always stated that I do not hate Kirk Cousins. I think, what happened in this town from a from a fan and media standpoint is that we became, and this is why I think it's actually good that he's gone from a fan and media standpoint, not on the field, right? Mm-hmm. That we became sort of obsessed with this Kirk Cousins thing. And it, it really started with the last quarterback because there was a, even a battle between them two. Mm-hmm. And then it seemed like if either you were team Kirk or you hated Kirk, there was no in-between. And the media really got, I mean, before he left, there was a a, a, a news organization that actually held like almost like a party for Kirk on air, like a you know, come meet fans, come meet Kirk Cousins and let him tell you what he thinks. And it was just really weird how we reacted to this whole thing. So I appreciate the team, even though I'm sure they didn't do it for us, they did it for themselves. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate the team not taking us through a free agency mm-hmm. slugfest as fans. I didn't feel like dealing with that. Right. I didn't feel like dealing with, is he going to sign here or who's he going to sign with? Or are they going to tag him? Yes. Again? <laughs> yeah, which would have been horrible. But, and I, and, and, you know, not to bring up, we said we weren't going to bring up, we brought him up twice already. But I, I appreciate not having to go through what Cleveland went through a few years ago with LeBron, where it's like, you got to watch this man make some grand announcement about leaving your team. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I appreciate that. Even though I, I know the team, I know, look, I know Dan Snyder and Doug Williams and them didn't go, you know what we could do for the fans? Let's not put the fans through this. They did it for themselves. But I, I, I can respect that as an organization. And um, it's telling because Jay Gruden was at the Combine, um, I think just yesterday, he did a quick interview and they were asking, couldn't speak too much on it. As a matter of fact, he talked about Alex Smith in a roundabout player. He said everything you just said, Rob, he was like, hopefully we're getting a player that doesn't make mistakes. Hopefully we're going to, um, you know, when we do get a quarterback, it's a guy that's consistent. He was like smiling like, I'm talking about Alex Smith, right. but he can't legally talk about it. But he did say about Kurt that at the end of the day, Kurt didn't want to be here. And for the locker room, it's real important for us to know who our quarterback is going to be for at least the next two, three years. Have that locked in so we can move on and start putting in other pieces. So whether or not they messed this up years ago, we can definitely debate that. Um, should they have signed him in 2015? Should they have signed him in 2016? Should they have just drafted him in 2012? Or should they have not drafted him in 2012? Is irrelevant at this point. He's gone. We think the quarterback is going to be Alex Smith. And... 
I'm 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 not mad at that. I I don't think it's going to take us over the hump. What's the hump though? The hump was to me. If we're doing this levels mm-hmm. and we're slow walking, can we get someone that's going to take us to a playoff game without yeah. the rest of the division being so bad that we sneak in? Because honestly, that's yeah. the one playoff appearance that we had under Kurt. Yeah. The rest of the um. And you, I mean, it's not to throw shade, but the rest right. of the division was not playing that well. And we did sneak in and we were able to get in, mm-hmm. you know, in a wild card. And we were uh, uh, beat by um, Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. But mm-hmm. to me, he just never did it for me. Like, yeah. there's not that X factor, that uh, that killer instinct that everybody asks. There, mm-hmm. I say that LeBron didn't have. Mm-hmm. To me, he didn't have That's that. He times. could. We're going to make it six. I, look, yeah, I, I, did it, I, did, I, I bought it about three times, so I can't even yet. Go but ahead. honestly, like the bigger thing that we were talking about off air is that mm-hmm. look at his uh, record against the division. Mm-hmm. If you can't break even or dominate your own division, mm-hmm. you're most likely not going to make it in the playoffs or you're going to yeah. make your playoff run very difficult. And it's not to right. say that we can't do this. We've been an organization that had to win out, seven game win outs, so mm-hmm. five game win outs to win, and we've done that. Yeah. But you want – if you want consistency, you want to dominate from the beginning of the yeah. season throughout to the end. All right. Agreed. Agreed one hundred percent. You don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be pressing to get into the um to get the, you know, the 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 wild card, the last wild card for that right. matter, right? You don't want to be you don't want to be that Sunday night game in week seventeen where it's like, yo, we're gonna see whoever wins this game is going to the playoffs. You don't wanna be that team. You wanna you wanna be able to sit your players the last two games of the you know, you wanna be able to do and have some consistency. I agree. Um, if you're asking, and, and Rob, I know you don't like to make predictions, so we'll, we'll, we'll ask you something else. But <laughs> I, does he take you over the hump? Meaning, can you get into the playoffs? Yeah, I do think that that um, Alex Smith can get you in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I do. I, I've said this. I said this. You know, I said this at the end of the season. I said, look, with or without Kirk Cousins, if you get a solid quarterback in here with this roster, I think this roster is good. I do. I think that. I think that. Some of the moves they made, whether whether it be Scott McCullough moves or even you know Bruce Allen, um, Doug Williams moves, have been solid football moves. I have not seen the crazy big free agent coming here in, in in since Shanahan got here. Honestly, I haven't seen them go out and get the crazy. The biggest free agent we got recently was Josh Norman, and that was because Josh Norman sort of just slipped and fell into your organization right. because the Carolina Panthers messed that up. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Deshaun Jackson, and they and they got Josh Norman. On a good contract, actually, this is like the first bad year as far as numbers on his contract. Deshaun Jackson was another situation where the Eagles cut him, and everybody was like, "Whoa!" And he came here. Right. You know what I mean? So that they haven't gone out and blown the bank for like the big free agent. They've gotten solid players, Zach Brown, guys like that. You know that are like solid contributors that have really helped this team out. I think what happened last year on defense was that they were decimated by injuries. And I know people don't like to hear that, but that's a big deal when you're bringing in guys that's only you know been on the team a week and they're starting or playing right. significant mm-hmm. time and they don't know the scheme. So what you started seeing towards the end of the season was, wow, you know, guys are wide open right now. Josh Norman's getting burned on fly routes, which never happens. Well, that's because his safety doesn't know where to be. Right. Or that's because the, the mm-hmm. scheme is off. You know what I'm saying, Robin? You can help me out with this. Right. You know, so... I think once you get healthy, if they can re-sign a Zach Brown and things like that, I won't ask you to make a prediction on a record, but do you think that that defensive unit in this team can be a solid team in terms of players once they're healthy? Uh, I think every NFL team mm-hmm. could make it to the Super Bowl next year. Mm. I mean, they, anyone can. Right. Will they be back the following year? Will they, will they be consistent? Will mm. they be like a, a franchise to be, to like be dealt England. with? Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Probably mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. You know, but right now, any team, I think, can make it to the Super Bowl. You know, it might be their year. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. 
Why do you say that? Do you think it's because it, I, I think that's an interesting thing to say from a especially someone that's been there, right? Mm-hmm. Because I bet you when you say that teams at home, especially fans at home, they're probably like a Cleveland fan, right? They're like, whatever, not my squad. But why do you why do you say that? Do you think it's because the talent in the NFL is actually that good, but every NFL team has hiccups along the way? Somebody gets hurt in preseason, whatever. Yeah, I mean every every victory in the NFL is hard, regardless mm-hmm. of the team. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Browns could lose every game, mm-hmm. yeah, but. It was a hard game on the field. Right. You know what I'm saying? They just right. didn't win the game. Right, yeah. So it's, it's, there's no easy game in the NFL, even though the score may look like, you know, mm-hmm. or the record may look like a team is bad, but right. th- there's no bad team. And anything is possible. Right. Any given Sunday. Not right. to be cl- cliche, but right. that's yeah. really what it is. And I like to chime in, considering that we lost um, what a lot of the teammates and a lot of the coaches and fans would say, we all agreed losing mm-hmm. Kendall Fuller is a, a you know deal. a big deal. Yeah. Do you see anyone in the draft, or do you see anyone already on the roster that could step up and close that void? Uh, honestly, I haven't even really been up on the draft and what mm-hmm. they're gonna you know, but no, nah, not really. Yeah, not really. I like. I really do like. Um, oh, what's his name? I know his name. Is it Monte Nicholson? Oh, no. Dunbar. I believe they re-signed. Yeah, they did. They did. They did. Yeah. I mean, I I always liked him, you Mm -hmm. know, just because the position changed and every time he came in. Right. You know, he had he had a short memory. If mm. something if somebody caught a pass on him, he'll be there the next two, three plays, you know, mm. like it never happened. Yeah. That's just the little things you gotta you gotta have. Yeah. You know, playing that cornerback position. Right. Like you can't be worrying about I mean, that's what I loved about D'Angelo Hall. Mm. He could get he could get burnt, you know, three times <laughs> in the game for a touchdown. Right. And, and then, still come back. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then still have two pick sixes to the house. You know what yeah. I mean? You never get discouraged. Yeah. And that's hard to do, especially when the spotlight is on you. Right. And you know, Hard not to hang your head. And that's a good point to make because mm-hmm. I always crack jokes off air about, or, you know, on Facebook about D'Angelo Hall, like having them cat lives. Like, we mm-hmm. will just not get rid of this man no matter how mm-hmm. the numbers look or the injuries or whatever. And I'm starting to see, even especially with what you're saying, he brings a lot of leadership yeah. and mm-hmm. heart yeah. to the organization. So you don't want to lose players like him or yourself or like mm-hmm. Santana Moss that bring, right. like, another set of leadership to that. Right. And that's, I guess, why I speak so negatively about the business side of things mm-hmm. because I do understand the football <clears> aspect. <throat> mm-hmm. But if you're trying to remain consistent, you're trying to build a franchise, some place, mm-hmm. some positions have to be filled like thoughtfully you need to yeah. have you know a culture of you yeah. know you can see them kind of doing this with doug williams bringing some certain pieces back yeah but i'm hoping that they will continue to make this a trend in the future i i, I think that and again i don't mean to be I, i'm look i could be an apologist because I, I think you make a good point even when i think about the wizards right that was a, that's like an actual knock on that squad right now like where's the veteran leadership in that locker room where's that older player that yeah he's not as good like jason terry still plays for the for the uh, milwaukee bucks right now he's still got that same right. headband and that <laughs> but he's but that's leadership right like the greek freak is not their leader just yet he's the guy he's listening to jason terry who's washed who's not you know the same player he was at all but he's on that squad when paul pierce was playing for the wizards you notice they were a better team because Paul Pierce, we know he was half the man he was as a ball player, but he still was able to provide that leadership and make big plays when he needed to. I think that that's why you keep a D'Angelo Hall around, even if he's not playing. And I don't know what they'll do with him this coming season, but even if he's not on the field, he offers that leadership to a lot of young guys, especially when you got a situation with people just being plugged in. Yeah, I mean, and y'all got to understand, D'Angelo Hall, he's he's a, a, a true pro. You know, mm-hmm. he can turn it on and off. You know, he's been mm-hmm. in the NFL from – you know, for years. Yeah. So he he possesses a, a skill that's rare in the NFL. You mm. know, like the, the uh, 
the uh, Chicago game when he had those three oh, points. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, he, he That's like turn, a memorable game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, he yeah. could turn those things on and off. And when the coaches see that, they're like, man, like this, mm-hmm. like he has the gift. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's worth keeping around. He can he can turn it on when he wants to. Yeah. He understands it's a, it's a contact sport, it's a physical game. Yeah. You, you, if you want to, you know, last in the NFL, you you got to take care of yourself. Right. Yeah. You know, but you got to yeah. you got to play when it's time to play. And that's that's what he was great at doing. And you know, we talk about and we were talking about this off air like respect and it's a business and they don't respect the players, but you know, I always appreciate a team and Sometimes I do see this with the skins, like Santana Moss stayed well past his prime, mm-hmm. but there was a respect there. Mm-hmm. Like you go on your own terms, and all right, when it comes down to it, and, and we can't use you anymore, and literally you cannot play anymore, we'll give you the opportunity to go be a free agent and do what you got to do. But if you want to come here and retire as a skin, and then be around the organization, as we interview Santana, you know he's you know mm-hmm. literally still a red skin, like he's still around. I, I see them do that with, with, with certain guys. And, and the Skins are the only team in the league that does this. You know what I'm saying? But I think that sometimes you – Dwayne Wade for, is a good example. Right. Like, go over he, – he's not the same Dwayne Wade. But come here. You're Miami Heat. You're going you're gonna to always be a Miami Heat. We respect you enough to let you, you know, fizzle out as a player here because we respect you as a leader and we respect you as a, as a man. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's, that's a big part of it. But this actually transitions well into – the combine type t- um, talk. Now, mind you, none of us have been glued into the combine, so we're not going to get into who ran this and this, that, and another. But I do want to talk about the. So did you did you uh, participate in, nah, in the, I didn't combine? Go to the combine? So I actually want to talk about that too because what we brought up is that you never know who that player is going to be. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know Kendall. Fuller. I-, I heard of Kendall Fuller mm-hmm. round draft time, and I remember them being like, "Yo, you got a first round talent." I think he was hurt his first year. So I remember them saying they got like a first round talent. Like I believe they drafted him like in the third or fourth round, somewhere late. But I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm watching. I'm not Mel Kiper. I'm not watching every right. college player, right? Mm-hmm. So there can be guys that didn't even participate in the combine that could come into your to your your system mm-hmm. and be a superstar, right? Let me ask you, Rob, like how often does it does it happen where, <clears throat> yeah, they may have drafted the big rookie and that guy comes in and he's an automatic starter or whatever, but a guy like Quentin Dunbar, a guy like yourself, comes in, earns a roster spot, and becomes like an actual key contributor to an organization? I mean, if, if, if the organization allows it, then mm. it'll happen. Mm-hmm. If they don't, you know, then it, then it won't. Mm. You know, they, they paying you, they playing you. Right. You know, that's, that's the name of the game, man. Right. It's right. hard to say. Yeah, and it's such a tough business because I'm not, and I'm not just saying this because you're here, but um, you came in behind a rock pub, right? Mm-hmm. There yeah. were a lot of times, I'm, especially during the um, preseason game, I think mm. it was the fourth, fourth preseason game where I'm not sure what you did, but I noticed you and I was just like, oh mm-hmm. my God, this guy needs to be starting for us. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, there were a couple of games where I would be like, damn, I wish a rock pole would just go down so yeah. we could damn. see <laughs> what new talent we had. Because, you know, one, I'm just saying, because yeah. you saw that in one of the games where you helped us win against Dallas, where mm-hmm. it was like, we have talent here, and sometimes we can't necessarily mm-hmm. be caught up on the big names. Right. You know, it's good to have somebody back up that person, but you got to kind of know when people need to sit, when they're interchangeable, how personnel should, yeah. you know that, what I mean? I don't know if we're quite there yet, obviously, but that just happens to stick out for me. That we kind of set ourselves back to me trying mm-hmm. to hold on to what we thought a player could still produce. And granted, he did go off. I think yeah. he's in I mean, he's playing Tennessee, well in Tennessee. So, right, yeah, so but, and they went to the playoffs. But yeah. every team is different. I just wish here they would have had that but inkling you, to be like, okay, you, we can move on from this. Sorry, you, and you make a great point, right, where it's not necessarily about somebody having to get hurt. 
I mean, I know that's the name of the game, Next Man Steps Up, right? But it's also about utilizing the talent that you have, right? So it even goes to the point where we're talking about where, again, we can't make predictions, but we're trying to wonder what does the team, what can this team look like next year on paper? And I think that when with the draft coming up and with moves and we're all upset about Kendall Fuller leaving, but there's opportunities for guys. This is something Brian Mitchell talks about all the time. Doc Walker, I like to call them mm-hmm. the old heads because they yeah, got that real like, yeah, yeah, next, man, next man up. They speak the truth. Though. Look, exactly. I love it. I love how, like, Doc, I want, yo, I want to have Doc and Brian on it. I yeah, hope we, we can do that. Because I love how, like, Aaron Rodgers can go down and it's like, yo, Aaron Rodgers went down. It's like, next man up. And exactly. it's, like, yo. it's the name of the game. Yeah, but it sucks when Aaron Rodgers go down. Like, I mean, and it does, but I think yeah. we don't have an Aaron Rodgers, but I guess my bigger point was, yeah. and I've always not necessarily had this issue with Jay. I think I kind of felt mm-hmm. this way with Shana and Sue. I feel like you should put I know how people are getting paid. I know what the names are, but you need to have your best players mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. field at all mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have, you know, the niche to necessarily do that, then it causes right. a problem. This right. is what I like so much about Bill Belichick. He doesn't strike me as a guy that really cares about the names. He cares about skill set. Mm-hmm. He cares about, okay, well, what can you do? What are your strengths? And let yeah. me play, let me use my system in a way to kind of bring those strengths up where I think we get so caught up in this system. This mm-hmm. is the guy we have for this spot. We're going to yeah. play him until we can't play him no more. Mm-hmm. And then when you see guys going down, there's kind of like no confidence in who we're going to choose. And I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of that could go to scouting or whatever, but like I said, it just uh, made me mention in Rob's instance where I felt like this was a chance that the Redskins did have where they kind of didn't use it. Basically. Mm-hmm. And based on film, you could see there was, you know, at least I mean, a difference. It goes back to it being, you know, a business, right. you know, in, in all sports, I'm sure the, mm-hmm. the best guy ain't on the court, on the field, on the on yeah. the ice. Yeah, just because that's that's, I mean that's that's just what it is. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. I mean, you sell a Rackpole jerseys, right? So you want to play Brian, or you give him that every right. opportunity you waste, and you spent a high draft pick bringing him in. I can I can get that, but I do think that you can scheme things up, mm-hmm. and you can you can utilize, you can have a way to have. Rob on the field and Brian, not at the, maybe not at the same time, but maybe you know the, the playing time could be equal if you're if you're you know uh, a jiggy enough um, defensive coordinator, right, right? Where you can set things up. Um, just just sort of backpedaling a little bit back to you know because I think it's really interesting how you how you earned your opportunity, and I'm using the word earned mm-hmm. um, strongly because you earned that opportunity, and I think a lot of people when we watch. NFL and I think the NFL may be the one game maybe baseball can be like this too where you have so many players on a roster where someone really can come up and earn a roster spot let's keep it real nobody's earning a roster spot on the Cleveland Cavaliers right now right like no guy from the farm system is gonna come out and and take you know Kevin Love's starting spot you know I mean, it just doesn't work it's just it that's just how it is right talk to me just about like your your rookie season bro and you're and you're behind Brian Arakbo right but you're earning like what what are some of those th- like? How did you get? How did you catch the coaching staff's eye? In your opinion, in order to get a, a opportunity to come in and back up Brian Arakpo and eventually, you know, uh, make great plays like like we said, our favorite play ever, the Dallas play. Uh, stay consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, show up day in and day out. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my rookie year. You know, before I I knew it was a business. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I really thought the best man was on the field. So, you know, mm-hmm. I was practicing in that manner. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought I was better than some people. So, you know, I practiced that way. And, that, and that's right. what kept me around. Mm-hmm. But when I when I realized that, I mean, they, they have a, a plan for you, mm-hmm. you know, I couldn't do nothing about it. You know, right. I, was, I was already in there. I was right. already in the mix. I was already working to get that spot. So when it right. 
when Sundays came around, I was playing. That was the mm-hmm. easy part. Mm-hmm. You know, I I did all the hard part the five years before that, the three years before that, or whatever. Right. That was the hard part. Right. The games was the easy part. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. a really good way to look at it too, because it's all in the preparation. You got yeah. to right. stay ready. You mm-hmm. can't wait to get ready, mm-hmm. and you're hoping that every you know player on the field has that mindset. Right. Um, circling us back to this conversation, mm-hmm. we're hoping that Alex Smith will have that mindset to be able to come into yeah. a new organization given all of, you know, the Kirk mania and mm-hmm. really before that the RG3 mania and be able to, like, simmer that down. Yeah. Bring some leadership around with the players that we have and hope that we can reach the next plateau. I'm just looking for – I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction. I'm hoping for 10 wins still. I think I've been mm-hmm. asking this for the past three, four seasons. Yeah, I think, I think you have to get more than 10 in order to, to make me happy. I think that 10 – has always been a kind of like, and I, and I want to address that quarterback thing too, but I think 10 has always been like this sort of mediocre number. I'm not saying 10 wins is easy to get in the NFL. Right. I'm going to be wrong. But I think that, first of all, we haven't won more than 10 games since 1992. Correct. Okay. So <laughs> I think 10 is like this sort of mediocre, uh, you know, goal that the Skins set for themselves and that we set for ourselves as fans. Like, we've gone 10 and 6. Like, those – Every playoff year except for the 2015 year. So you talk about the two Joe Gibbs playoff years in right. the RG3. Well, the, you know, the Shanahan 2012 playoff year, 10 and 6. And they also had to do it the same way. They win had to out. win out. <laughs> so I'd love to see, if you know, I'd love to see 11 wins, 12 wins. I'm not saying they can get that. I'm not going to. I don't. I, and, and that's why I keep talking about the combine and such because I don't know what they can do because I don't know what they look like on paper yet. I don't right. know if they're going to re-sign Zach Brown. I don't know if Breland's coming back. Now they're talking about um, what's the little receiver, um, number 14, that, that grew Ryan love. Grant. Ryan Grant. Is, I didn't realize he was a free agent. Yeah. So now you're talking about a depleted um, he's a good player. wide receiver. He yeah, really he's a, a solid player. They would player. be very, very foolish not to re-sign him. And guy. I think they will. But, you know, if they can't, they can't, right? Like if someone says, hey, here's that bag, you, are you going to, like, throw the bag at, at, at him? Mm. Not That's necessarily, but this is the thing. How do – they have to have – see, I'm not a football business mind. Clearly, yeah. I'm a fan. But there has to be some way behind the scenes that you're projecting and looking forward and forecasting. You're sure. not waiting till guys' contracts come up. You're kind of simultaneously doing this because I feel like and for the past are, two seasons, Ryan has kind of been reliable where he needed to be right. reliable, and, and that's what makes me want him back. Right, and, I, and I, I, think he, I think he is coming back. I'm just saying that they have business decisions to make that exactly. – that makes me question what the roster is even going to look like. They right. may even, when Alex Smith gets in, they may even say, look, there's a, you know, Kansas City just cut a guy that, you know, Alex Smith trusted. Right, let's bring him We on. don't know. And that's that's the only point I'm trying to make there is that I don't know what they are going to look at. But I think it is interesting that this conversation is happening around combine time because now as a, as, as a fan, now is the opportunity to look at guys that you may or may <laughs> you may or may not you know be able to use. I'm, I want to get to that, but uh, but uh, let me just answer your quarterback thing real quick. Um, Alex Smith can bring stability to the to the to the team, but I think that this town is what it is, and I think that when you're a quarterback in Dallas, you're a quarterback in Washington, you're a quarterback in New York. I think it's always going to be an extreme amount of pressure on you, and mm-hmm. I think that people are going to look at Alex Smith and be like we need to win 12, 13 games or it's going to become noisy here. And I think that if we're going to knock the organization in one way, one way I always knock them is that I think they listen too much. I think they're about appeasing fans and making money. And when I say appeasing fans, I'm, I'm talking about in terms of making money. I was not, about not, to say, because I don't know. I'm a I, fan. I ain't been appeasing. Well, but I think <laughs> when you try to appease fans, you lose. Yeah. 
You see what I'm saying? When you when you try to appease fans in any in any business, by the way, if we try to do nothing but appease fans, we'll just talk about whatever they want to talk right. about and we won't do a good show. I think they lose because they go, Well, the fans would love it if we signed Albert Hainsworth. Everybody wants Albert Hainsworth. That's paying yeah, the most money in the world. I'm not sure about you know what that mean? one or the Archuleta. Well, we can go on. We can I'm go not. on and on and on. But <laughs> I, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is that I think that if it becomes noisy here with your coach on his last year on his in his contract and you made this big deal and you let go of a fan-favorite quarterback, mm-hmm. yeah, you split the fan base, but he's a fan-favorite quarterback, and you bring another guy in, and if he doesn't perform, it will become noisy in Washington, D.C., and then that's when chaos will start happening within the organization. So I think it's a hit-or-miss thing with, 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 with dude. Like, he... I think he. I think he, it's it's some pressure on him that I I'm I'm concerned about that. I'm concerned well, about the pressure that's going Rob to be on him. Rob can speak more to that. We yeah. see a lot on the outside, but mm. what does what will the locker room look like come what April May yeah. when all of this is coming together and you know the talks are done and we're actually able to see them practicing and now they're moving into a unit. What does that look? What do you think that will look like? Um, I, I that's a good question. I mean, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, it's it's, it's hard to, to fall in love with a player knowing how much of the business side of it is. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You you look at these guys and, and realize how much they can offer to the team, how much they can help the team, and wonder why, you know, they're still getting cut. Right. You know, the numbers don't add up. You know, yeah. and, it's, and, it's, and it's sad that, you know, y'all, the fans fall in love with these players and stuff, and it right. may seem like chaos and mm. everybody's, you know, panicking, but as long as they're ahead of that, that, that bar financially – Mm-hmm. And nobody's panicking. Yeah, them upstairs, they, <laughs> yeah. they, they, they cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, wait, okay, let me, that's, that's, okay, that's an interesting point. this is a two-fold conversation, because now yeah. this, we're talking about, and it's great that you bring this up, because, again, as a player, yeah. this is the only way we would have this insight, but this is a two-fold conversation, Adam, if you can agree. Mm-hmm. This is more of the business mm-hmm. and the football, and mm-hmm. probably why there is, why, like what you said, how we see chaos is not necessarily chaos to you all, it's just a part of the business. How do we mix the two, how do you think the Redskins organization could mix the two to at least start with a successful year this year. In a hypothetical situation, is it even possible? I, I honestly don't know. I can't <laughs> speak for them. I can't yeah. speak for them upstairs. But you know, yeah. it's um, you know, it's, just, it's hard to predict. You never know. So much, so much could happen between now and yeah. you know, whenever. So much could happen. Right. So, and we can start here with the Ryan Grant. What would you, what did you think about them? Do you think they should keep him or I'm I mean, not sure what the leverage is. So I don't know if he's restricted yeah, or unrestricted, but yeah. I do know they have an opportunity at throwing something at him. I do personally. I mean, he I, I he was there when I was there and he was behind Garcon, everybody. Mm-hmm. He never dropped a pass. He yeah. always he he always stood up. Wasn't the fastest guy. Yeah. He ran the sharpest routes, but he never I, dropped the that's pass. A, that's what I heard about him. The he route never running. dropped the pass. Yeah, and yeah. I still haven't seen him drop the pass. You know, yeah. he's consistent. That's the hard thing to do. I yeah. was gonna say and, that c word. And that the coach powerful loves him. C word. And the coach loves him. That's why I think he'll be back because the coach the coach loves him. I remember mm-hmm. Scott McCullough actually made a joke on Twitter. He called him um, Ryan Gruden. Like, because he was saying how much, like, because it sounds like even McCullough was thinking maybe we could do something else, but Coach was like, no, I need right. So, yeah, and, and, you know. That's what I mean by not choosing these big names. He's not necessarily a household name, but he has that C word that can translate into other things. And And now he has that experience of being behind two great wide receivers. I would love now to see him get a little bit more in the mix. Um, I mean, yeah, I think I, I don't, I don't, see, I don't have that concern about, I'm going off what I've seen for like the three past three, four years, and I think the quarterback thing has thrown everybody off. Mm-hmm. They had they made a decision in twelve that 
sort of set the standard for how the how the uh, organization is viewed on the field. They made a decision. They got chaos, which, or whatever you want to call it, at mm-hmm. quarterback. But when I look at the the roster moves they're making, like Ryan Grant is on this team and stayed on this team, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know they've signed consistently every other position on the on the field other than quarterback has Chris been Thompson. consistent. Smart to read. Right? Mm-hmm. There's been I can't name that they didn't they haven't gone out and got big giant free agents. So I don't I'm not really worried about that. My my thing and and I'm glad you're here, bro, because you're you're even putting perspective in it because I speak from media and fan standpoint and I'm sure you do too Danny right so when I talk about chaos I'm talking about what happens on the radio and on television when they lose a couple of games in the row come Monday morning how sad we are stepping into work you know the the, 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 the radio personality whoever has to give us long or Brian Mitchell was going off in this organization and this is what we hear as fans we're like yo it's chaotic over there they lose three games in a row I love you Brian but like Brian has to give a speech about how terrible everything is and how we should just blow stuff up. And as fans, we hear that. And so that's why we talk about That's why I say I'm concerned that if it doesn't work out quick, like if they start two and six, you know what I'm saying, or, or, or whatever, if they lose, you know, um, three out of their first four games or whatever, people are going to turn on Alex Smith. But you're saying that doesn't happen in the locker room. You're saying that basically that's just us. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we, we, we understand. We right. understand. I mean, they, they want to – the media gives everybody stuff to talk about and make it okay. seem like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, it might be it might be a little something, but it's never it's never that yeah. big. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That, that's, that's their job to, you know, make yeah. it more about just football. Right. You know, make it about other stuff, off-the-field issues and right. stuff. Like, you know, that's that's their job. That's the media. You know, right. The, the, our lives are, are ran by the media, what exactly. they got to say. Yeah. We don't really know the truth. We just know what people tell us. We know what people tell us. Well, Quickly. let's say we do start off two and six. Mm-hmm. Do you ring the alarm? Is, is this panic mode? I don't think it would be panic mode nah, because I, I think that you trust, the pa- you trust the process. Yeah. But, I mean, sitting at two and six now, I mean, you have to win out at that point. I mean, that's a lost season, but yeah. do you go into – as a fan, as a player, do you go into panic mode at this point? I, I, I don't, and that's why I say that. I don't have I don't I'm not gonna give I'm not gonna go into next season like, yo, this is it. They gonna go because I Alex Smith is a veteran, but all around him, besides his O line, right, all around him is gonna be younger players. If we look at the receiving core, let's say go out and get a big free agency in in, in um I mean a big free agent at receiver you look at his receiving core, he's going to have young receivers again. He's going to have Crowder, who we talked about. Santana talked about how we put a lot of pressure on Crowder last year. Crowder was a third-year guy who had to step up and be a number one guy because Pierre Deshaun left, right? We look at Doxon. Doxon is we. That's he's like Clay. He's still forming into right. what he's going to be. We know he's a freak athlete. We think he can be great, but he's still raw. You got Harris. If 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 I um, love Harris, I know, but he's I raw. Really do. And if Grant leaves, you're going to have young receivers, young running backs, young defensive players. You're going to be young. So I have to look at it like that. Like, yo, you got a team that, and I think what we can do as fans for once, again, it's hard to trust the process with this organization. I agree with that because you don't know if they're making the right moves. But I think as fans, we have to go, this is a new team, and I got to I gotta see what they can do, especially in this division. When you have I think a, that's actually sorry. exciting to bring mm-hmm. those type of players around Alex Smith and giving that act. This would be number six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you put <laughs> young player. Not to say that Alex Smith is LeBron in any way. 
However, uh, what I'm saying, given to the strong, well, you know, no characteristics, LeBron, Danny. hush, Sorry. the strong characteristics that you brought up about him, like his poise, mm-hmm. his leadership, how he doesn't lose games. Mm-hmm. These are great strengths to have around a lot of young players because mm-hmm. now they can feed off of you. To me, you're better able to kind of direct. Mm-hmm. It will become more fun. I feel like last year, a lot of the games, especially the last one, we mm-hmm. came out with no energy. Yeah, We posed no threat to any teams. No one's scared to play our defense. Right, no one's scared right. to defend our offense. Yeah. And I think if you can start there by shaking it up, mm-hmm. you know, throwing those deep balls. Hell, if they don't make them, whatever. But mm-hmm. giving teams something. Mm-hmm. I got some, <clears throat> I got something to say about that. <laughs> You're a Redskins fan, right, Danny? Yes. You're a Redskins fan, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, what fans can do that's, that's most important any to, to any of the Redskins mm-hmm. players or mm-hmm. organization is to be a Redskins fan no matter what. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No matter what. Like, you just, you just asked yeah. you just like, are you even a Redskins fan? This yeah. is that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's demoralizing. Like, when you yeah. play home games and it's 50-50 when Pittsburgh come in town, mm. where the other team is 50-50. Mm. And when New York come to town. Yeah. yeah. In the 2012 year when we was winning, mm-hmm. it Everybody. felt good. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They right. People in the hotel, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Even if we was down, because we're human. Right. You know, right. if we was down not wanting to play, you see the people that's like, Oh, you know, supporting us, like, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. So even if we was down, we got on the field and, and, and saw that energy. Yeah, you know, we're ready to play. Right, and, right. I, and that was one thing that I really, I really disliked about you know mm. the, the, this area. It was mm-hmm. it was fifty fifty. It was yeah. too much of up and down. Yeah, like and I, you know, it was such a good point. Mm-hmm. This is why I love having players so on now the he's, show. So now we have a player checking the fans. <laughs> yeah, because which I, is which is perfectly fine yo. because honestly, if you're going to show up to games, if you're going to watch, I mean, that's a really good point to make. Yeah. A lot of y'all are feeding off of us. Right. A lot of what you're doing, you're giving a lot of right. blood, literally blood, sweat, and tears to yeah. a game to literally entertain us for three or four hours at a time. That's yeah, why. it would help more to fans stop selling tickets to your out-of-town family and friends, mm-hmm. start selling them within the community. I mean, we could start there i mean i don't remember watching any game last year where i was really excited to watch maybe game one or two because that's Mm -hmm. how the season starts but i feel like we could start there with just making it fun i don't feel like the last year they were having a lot of fun i feel like there was that target on kirk's back it was the what are we gonna do Mm -hmm. the coaching system i don't think that they had uh extended jay yet and i just feel like it was a lot of organized chaos and it translated out on the field yeah i I, i'm so glad you brought that up bro because we can we can literally talk about this for a few and then you're ready to wrap because i think that's the we can't we can't control what happens in the combine we can't control what dude pops up in in you know preseason or training camp and becomes like a star we don't know what's going to happen there but what we can do is as fans is be supportive i agree with that when we look at a town like green bay or pittsburgh and we we admire these these cities right Mm -hmm. i do like philly or Philly, yeah. they boo, they boo, but I'm with you. Yes, or Philly, whatever, whatever other team. And, and look, you know, I've mentioned John Wall and the Wizards a couple of times, but I remember John Wall coming out. You know, he showed to a Redskins game with a Dallas jersey on, and, and he got fried, and he deserved that. But nonetheless, um, you know, he said it a few years back. He was like, y'all coming to – yeah, my stadium's packed when, when Golden State comes here, when the Lakers come here. Mm-hmm. But when we playing, y'all not here unless we winning. And we can't – we feed off of that. People people challenging them that, but it was real. Right. The same thing. I feel like it's the same thing. Like when you go to FedEx Field or wherever they move to in a couple of years, that stadium needs to rock. We keep talking about the glory days with RFK and the stadium shaking and all right. this and that. I love when I hear my pops talk about that because I wish I could go to a Redskins game and feel that way. I remember going to – 2012, the 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 um, Minnesota, Minnesota Viking game, game with RG three. Okay, runs and, and I <laughs> literally chanted another man's name, but nonetheless, 
I remember sitting in a pack of, of, of Vikings fans and thinking, like, why is this happening? Right. Like, why, why y'all is this, here? Why are y'all here? Why am I in a sea of purple? Like, why? You know what I'm saying? Right. So, and the Minnesota Vikings, like, in D.C., like, that's mm-hmm. just strange. You get Dallas because Dallas, that's just how it's going to be. But Minnesota, that's weird. So, I get you. I think that's an excellent point. I think that's a really important point to bring up that. When we and that's why I brought up chaos. I'm glad you kind of put a button on the point that I, I didn't even realize I was making. You put a but- button on that, right? <laughs> because the chaos thing, what we see as fans is two losses, three losses, and we go crazy. And again, our media people are giving speeches about how terrible mm-hmm. this team is and this organization is, and then that makes us go, "Well, I won't watch that." You bring up a good point about they had already resigned Gruden, but the Kirk Cousins thing to me just put a sour taste in my mouth from the moment. They made the decision, not because it was I'm super pro Robert, but even the way that went down, which was like, yeah, he's got a concussion. He can't play anymore. Huh? We will never. And just sat him on the bench. And then here's this guy. And it's just sort of like it split the fan base. And then even last year when it just felt like I'm not watching the Redskins. I'm watching Kirk Cousins and the Redskins. And there are people trying to make points like, oh, Kirk Cousins has no receivers, no help. <laughs> it's like, wow, this other dude's on the team. That's if I played on that team, I'd be like, yo, I don't want to play here because it seems like if I drop one pass, I'm hurting this dude. Right. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> to button this up, and you guys, you know, make the final points, but to, to button this up, I think that's why it's positive to bring a quiet exactly. guy like Alex Smith in here. No social media, no nothing. He's just a guy that's just going to play football. He's going to be a professional from what I'm hearing from you. He's not mm-hmm. going to make the crazy play. He's going to say the right thing in the press conference, and he's not a – He's not. It's not like bringing Aaron Rodgers in here where you're going to have all these crazy expectations of him. I think that really will help the organization a lot and put the spotlight, <clears throat> excuse me, on players that that deserve it, like Orion Grant. You know what I mean? Right. That 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 make plays. So it'll be about the team as opposed to the quarterback. And since 2012, whether it be Robert Griffin or Kirk Cousins, this team has been about the quarterback. Right. It's basically been an audition team. for the past yeah. three or four years. I even think mm, yeah. this past season was an audition again for whether mm. or not we were going to keep Kirk. And it kind of felt – I mean, that's all we talked about in post. We're doing yeah. it now, and I kind of feel like – I'm look, happy to not talk about Exactly. It Given that we have a new quarterback, look, mm-hmm. the loyalty is gone. He's going to mm-hmm. go to four other teams. May God bless him. Hopefully it's the Broncos. Nah, loyalty ain't gone. Kurt. You don't think loyalty's gone? Little, me and Kurt. Oh, no. We know how you feel about Cousins. Oh, my gosh. Me and Rob, I think for two straight seasons, yeah. we'll go back and forth. And honestly, I didn't see a lot of the things that you saw, obviously, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And this is no shade to him. He is a great yeah, um, yeah. great guy, great quarterback. I think he just, you know, wrong time and wrong organization. But, mm-hmm. you know, what doesn't hurt you? Can only make you stronger. He's going to go to yeah. a better team, and he's probably going to do some phenomenal things. I'm just hoping that that team is on our on our schedule next year. <laughs> Look, I'm a Redskins fan at heart. I still want to crush him. It doesn't. Oh, I, hope, I hope when we play Kirk Cousins, we pick him 19. I hope he throws like a record high like interceptions. Like I hope it's like debilitating. Never know, right? Different system, new coach, new organization. That noise that you're talking about, he's not going to necessarily have. You know, it's going to be very interesting to really watch him in this offseason, given Yo. that he's no longer playing with the target. Yeah, he'll have expectations, but I feel oh. like it'll be a oh, different be, shift, you don't think? Look, it depends on where he goes, and this is literally my last point on this one. It it depends on where he goes. He's getting put a, a tremendous amount of pressure on this. They're talking about making him the highest-paid quarterback ever. But that's just about the numbers because they don't have no choice. But nonetheless, to- nonetheless. He's going to be the highest paid quarterback ever. And depending on where he goes, he goes to Minnesota, 
Maybe it'll be a little quiet because that's the town. But if you go play for them Jets, go play for the Jets up in New York yeah. and have a game or two where you don't live up to that and watch what oh, happens. Yeah, they'll be born Santana said it. Santana said it on, I forget what show. He was like, he literally looked at the camera and was like, don't go to the Jets, Kurt. I played there. I'm yeah, telling you, right. get, you know, he said he brought up how um, Vinny Testaverde was a quarterback and he had like two bad games and how they basically chased that man out of town. If, it's, if he goes to the wrong town, the pressure will be there. And wherever he goes, that team is going to feel like I'm getting the next best whatever, and he has to win that. Man, if you can make it mm-hmm. out of D.C., you can make it anyway. Go ahead, Ron. I'm, wrap us up. Yeah, wrap us up. <laughs> I don't think. Go to New York and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> go, go for it, bro. Um, what do you see for the upcoming season? Oh, oh upcoming season? Um, It's a possibility. To be good, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not putting no no numbers or anything out there, but mm-hmm. it could be a good season and it could be a bad season. Mm-hmm. Leave it like that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And I, and I got one last question for you just before you wrap up. You know, because again, you are a Kirk Cousins fan, and that's that's great. That's not even a, that's no shade. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you see? Can you make a do, what do you what, what do you think is the best fit for Kirk Cousins? Not where you think he's going to go, but like if I say Minnesota, Denver, Arizona, and, and the Jets, and the Those Jets, are his four final. Yeah. What do you best think is the best? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's all up to him, honestly, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. I think it's all up to him. I think he got all the fundamentals. He mm-hmm. get the ball out when he needs to. Yeah. You know, he it's all it's all about him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about him not getting frustrated, not going into the tank once he throws interception, things like right. that. Right. But I mean, I, I think it's all up to him. All right. And he does have at least what at least two teams that could potentially get into the playoffs next year. Oh, Still yeah. in, in, what, the Broncos and the Cardinals. Maybe not so much the Jets. Yeah. Well, actually, three. Minnesota even Minnesota could go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, so he has some really good options there. Yeah, man. Yeah. Right. Shout out to Kirk Cousins, man. I, I, I look forward to... interesting to see. I look <laughs> forward to... Never having to talk about you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, serious. Must best luck. You really best can. luck to you, bro. Like you know, the next time I talk about you, maybe it'll be like, oh, this team in this, you know, Super Bowl prediction or something. But I look forward to never having to go back and forth about what you do or don't do ever again. And I'm sure you're looking forward to never having to hear Washington D.C. personalities talk about what you do and don't do mm-hmm. ever again. Now go, Alex Smith. I'm going to go to the yeah. um, Hall of Fame store. Go ahead and give me a T-shirt, not a jersey. <laughs> yeah, a T-shirt. Jersey. Because I can yeah. invest in that. I think yeah. he'll be great here. I think the two or three years that he'll be here, at least someone that maybe we can draft up under him. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at longevity. I have do to you, find something positive in it, hoping that you own it a pans out. Deshaun Jackson and or Terrell Pryor jersey. No Terrell Pryor. I do have. I did have. I do have a Deshaun. Just, Jackson the, just take the name off and just what? Put the, oh, he's gonna rock number eleven. I'm pretty sure he's gonna wear eleven. Oh yeah, I you could cross Pryor it out and put Smith. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you okay. know Terrell Pryor. No Terrell Pryor. We ain't even talk about Terrell Pryor. No, nah, we don't it's need a non- and, 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 and by the way, get healthy, Terrell. Like for real, yeah, best luck to him. Like I think, I think Terrell got a little bit of a bad rap here. I think um, Terrell, you know, Terrell has a bright future. I really do. I think, he, I think that you use him right, he could be a good player. And um, hey, go back to Cleveland and do your thing, brother. Anyway. <laughs> Let's go ahead and wrap this thing up, man. Thank you so much, Rob, man. Um, yes, thank you. Thanks thank for you having so me. Much. Let's have you back, bro. Definitely, man. Thank you so much. Um, Danny, let them know what to do. Okay, social media. That is Opinionated AF at Facebook. Opinion underscore AF on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is Pretty Little Danny. Yours? MSR underscore Adam. Rob, where can they find you if you uh, want to be found? Instagram, <laughs> rjax50. <laughs> you had to put that disclaimer on there. <laughs> there it is. All right. <laughs> Yo, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, be great. 
and opinionated. All right.